are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Truth Report. I'm Barry Newsbaum. As you may remember from last week's show, The Truth Report is a weekly in-depth analysis digging deep into the issues relating to our four key focus points of American Truth Project. And they are radical Islam, homegrown terror, U.S.-Israel relations, and Middle Eastern policy. Simply put, the mission of American Truth Project relates to America's national security. As we talked about, that security is being threatened as never before. Our republic and the rights guaranteed by our Constitution are facing dangerous new enemies, both foreign and domestic. The facts are clear. We are under attack. Our solution is to educate the public on the truth regarding these critical issues that are security risks facing America today, as well as our most strategic ally, Israel. There are few quality sources dedicated to that purpose. Our team investigates and reveals the factual nature and magnitude of these threats and the best ways to address them. We the people have the right to know the truth and ATP is here to bring it to you. Today's show is exclusively dedicated to an amazing guest and two of our issues, Israel and Middle Eastern policy. We are thrilled to have with us today, Danny Ayalone. Danny is an amazing person with an unbelievable biography, Israeli diplomat, columnist, and politician. He served as Deputy Foreign Minister under Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and as a member of the Knesset. He served as Israeli Ambassador to the United States. He served as Israeli Ambassador to Panama. He served in the Israeli delegation at the United Nations. He's on television all over the world, and he's known as one of the most informed members and representatives of the State of Israel. Today's show is about Israel and Israel's relations with a number of countries, namely the United States. Our first segment, we're going to discuss the United Nations. For those who have seen any of my previous shows over the years, you know all about my disdain for this bizarre organization known as the United Nations. It's not a secret. While once a grand idea, it has now devolved into the crazy convention in New York. Every nation gets one vote at the United Nations. Tiny countries run by dictators who slaughter their own people, who starve their own people, who steal from their own people. Countries that have never had elections that involve the general populace. Countries that literally have never had a free election ever, who have no democracy, get the same one vote as the United States. And what do we get for funding more of the United Nations than any other country on the planet? One vote, that's it. And we're on the Security Council, big deal. The overwhelming majority of the countries that are member states vote against the United States position on almost every single issue brought to the General Assembly. The United Nations is an example of the worst one country, one vote policy ever devised in international diplomacy. In the weeks leading up to President Trump's recognition 
of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, and his movement of the United States Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem was a perfect example why many feel so strongly that the value of the United Nations is no longer worth its cost. As the word leaked out that the American president was finally going to respect American law and move the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, the U.N. sprung into crazy antics. Never mind the fact that the American law since 1995 has been to locate our embassy in the capital of Jerusalem. Never mind the fact that out of the, what, 193 member states of the United Nations, only one country doesn't get to say, this is our capital, this is where you should put your embassies, and that one country is Israel. The country with the oldest continual capital in world history, Jerusalem. The country with a history that supports that as the capital. It's mentioned in the Jewish Bible 660 times as the capital of the Jewish state, and its synonym Zion is mentioned 158 times. Jerusalem is mentioned 146 times in the New Testament, and, and its synonym Zion is mentioned seven more times. In spite of the fact that Jerusalem is never mentioned once in the Quran, the Palestinians have managed to create a bizarre narrative that Jerusalem should be their capital and not Israel's. So what did the UN do in response? They voted to ignore 3,000 years of historical evidence proving Jerusalem has been the capital of the Jewish state since the beginning of historical time. And here's how they did it. The UN General Assembly voted overwhelmingly to disavow Israeli ties to Jerusalem in six separate anti-Israel resolutions, all approved in one day not too long ago in New York. Here now is Ambassador I alone. We recorded this talk a few weeks ago. So let's talk about one of the big issues in the United States today is we've got a different ambassador to the UN, Nikki Haley, who is making a lot of noise about changing the UN. And in particular, many of her speeches, Danny, have been about the United States not putting up any more with Israel being the dumping ground uh, of the United Nations, especially in the General Assembly. The UN has proven itself time and again to be a grossly biased organization when it comes to Israel. Why is there so much anti-Israel uh, sentiment, speeches, uh, motions, declarations, condemnations of the state of Israel within the UN body. And now the UN Human Rights Commission led by Jordan. Simply put, the United Nations and its organization has been hijacked by the Palestinians and their collaborators. They render them a, a rubber stamp which is to the detriment of this organization because it really cuts down to its uh, credibility, which is n n nothing. And the reason is the Arab automatic majority. You see, out of 193 member states, the majority is siding with the Arabs. Why? There are two tw 22 Arab countries, 57 if you include Muslims. And then you have the non-development, which also under extreme pressure of the Arabs, because the, these developing countries either need Arab money or Arab oil. So if you take it, you know, all, it's about 120 countries 
which are under the influence of the Palestinians out of 193. So before the Palestinians even go out of their offices to vote in the UN, they have 120 in their pocket. So this Arab, automatic Arab majority is, is the reason. And, and the cause, of course, is that Israel will never allow the United Nations to be a partner or a negotiator because it's like a, a kangaroo court. And again, this at the end of the day hurts the Palestinians. Well, I keep reading, and I'm sure you've heard the same sentiment uh, in the United States, get us out of the UN. Uh, it's lost its focus. It's a, as you called it, a kangaroo court. It, for us in America, it's almost like the inmates are running the asylum. Um, the goofball little countries with a very small population, with no democracy, run by thug dictators that slaughter people in their streets, get one vote. The same as the United States, the same as Israel. And when you add up those little countries combined with bigger countries and bigger countries, 99% of them have no elections, have no democracy, have no freedom. Condemning Israel in every vote. At some point, don't we say in America and maybe in Israel as well, it's lost its purpose, its focus, and any meaning? When we say it, it certainly lost its purpose and its effectiveness. I'm not talking about dealing with the real issues of the, the, the world, uh, especially the uh, developing world of uh, hunger and poverty and uh, uh, Disease. diseases. And they don't deal with that because they're hijacked by the Palestinians. I can't even imagine what the Israeli delegation, the training that must be necessary to sit and listen to the, the, to the abuse hour after hour in the General Assembly about human rights, where Syria, tens of thousands sometimes are killed in a short period of time, where Russia invades territory and slaughters everybody, where there's civil wars going on, where whole tribes are being wiped out in an afternoon, mm -hmm. okay. and um, an Israeli policeman shoots back after being shot at, and it's discussion at the Security Council. It's a disproportionate insanity that I don't know how you deal with it. 85% of all the condemnations in the UN are leveled at Israel. 85%. And the other 15% are for the whole rest of the for world? For the rest of the world. For Darfur, for Bosnia, for Rwanda, the massacre there, the genocide there, for uh, Cuba, for Venezuela with uh, you know their dictatorship. How about North Korea? How about Iran? North Korea, you name it. Iran, exactly. So, of course, it's a, it's a, it's a joke. Nobody really uh, takes it seriously. Even those countries that vote with the Arabs against Israel do not take it seriously, and they would come to us uh, very apologetically, you know, after the vote to say, we're sorry, we had to do it because of, you know, our interest and the pressure from the, from the Arabs. It's a theater of the absurd, and as long as the Palestinians will keep this attitude of no peace, no recognition of Israel and no compromise, it will continue again to their detriment. We will be right back shortly when Danny and I will go from discussing the anti-Israel bias at the United Nations to the insanely anti-Israel bias emanating from Israel's peace partner, the Palestinian Authority.
Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.